0: smoke one when you live like this supposed to party one smoke one and we all just fun we just one smoke one
1: hey this is Daniel Montero with Ganje Smoke Break we're here at EVB Oakland thank you Padre Mood for the opportunity to uh, capture authentic cannabis culture here in Northern California tonight here I am with Mo-
0: Molly Jack. Molly Jack. Molly Jack. Jack. Molly Jack. With Betty James.
1: With Betty James. Yes. And we just met tonight. We
0: just met tonight.
1: I interrupted her conversation that she was having with her <laughs> partners, uh, business partners. That's right. And I uh, asked if she would be willing to give us some time to interview her, so I thank you for that.
0: Oh, my pleasure. you uh, for get having to, me.
1: We're going to get to know you a little bit better and uh, how cannabis <laughs> is intersected in your life and okay. how you came up as a youth um, to start great. things off. Do you mind, uh, before we get started though, if we spark the joint? Oh, absolutely. And tell us who that is.
0: This evening, we're going to be partaking with the Lucky 420 Sativa Blend. Beautiful pre-rolls coming out of Humble Area. Loving packaging. Nice. Just gorgeous. 100% cannabis, 5 grams, 7 premium pre-rolls.
1: Is there a name of a strain on there?
0: We are having a Sativa Blend this evening. Gotcha. Okay.
1: Fair enough. Would you like me to do the honors? You got it?
0: Absolutely, actually.
1: Okay. Cool.
0: My pleasure. Do you mind if I trade you? Absolutely.
1: Thank you. So it's a sativa blend, cool, nice change. Mm-hmm. Nice little spice, a little
0: earthy.
1: Molly, after your puff, I'd love for you to please share with the audience um, where you grew up, I know you're from uh, the Bay Area, and I know you moved around a little bit. That's true. Um, through high school, if you can uh, share with us in a nutshell.
0: Through high school, I grew up in Manteca, California. I was born in Hayward, California, lived in East Oakland until I was about seven. That point moved to Manteca, and high school was when I first experimented with cannabis. It was in my family, my father was a individual who partaked, and it... I grew up in a time with Nancy Reagan and so the war on drugs was very strong and the message was very clear. I remember tying red ribbons on the fences. So there was a large pushback on cannabis and it was certainly taboo and frowned upon. And When I knew that my father was partaking, when I learned that as a small child, I was upset and I remember throwing some of it around that I saw in his rolling tray. How old were you at the time? I was probably 9 or 10. Okay. Um, But it was certainly embedded in my mind that it was a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But I was still nonetheless just as curious. And at 14, I remember smoking for the first time with my group of about six girlfriends, all the same age. And it didn't get me high the first time, but I certainly tried it again. And after that, it was a relationship that I carried with me. It's one thing that I've done continuous throughout my life.
1: Um, How do you describe your relationship with cannabis then and if it does differ now? some time has passed
0: some time has passed i noticed that i have a certain peace and clarity a outlook on life that's positive and i've always remained quite healthy which is a blessing and i wonder if that is due to my consumption of cannabis i know certain individuals that suffer from assorted ailments and they do not use cannabis Um, I guess it feels that I feel that it has in a sense been certainly medicine that's kept me very very healthy I mean I've had physicals and things and just I've managed to remain healthy when others around me have suffered from various degrees of cancers or eating disorders um, addictions and. I find that cannabis keeps me balanced and healthy. That's something continuous.
1: Your daily user.
0: A daily most days. Most days, more often than not.
1: What culture did you identify with before you identified with cannabis culture?
0: I'm a long time, I'm a long time bartender and I identified a lot with the alcohol culture and service industry, sort of party lifestyle. And I'm so sorry. No, no problem. Um, And that was a hard thing to leave because it was in a sense, sustainable, but it wasn't good for my health in the long run. And Do you mind sharing with us,
1: um, was there an epiphany that you had? Did you compare cannabis to alcohol or is there an experience with alcohol that made you realize, I need to step away? Has cannabis had an effect on your decision, uh, your relationship with alcohol?
0: Certainly, absolutely. I think they do affect each other. Um, but I do turn to it and cannabis, and I am able to function in a way that I never could when I was partaking with alcohol, um, almost derailing by alcohol. So cannabis is more of a balancer for me.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <coughs> and I would choose I would choose cannabis over alcohol any day. Absolutely, yeah. Those ties are over.
1: And while we were prepping you explained how while you were um, enjoying your bartending career for I think a significant amount of time Mm -hmm. you made a decision to shift uh, towards cannabis and getting into the industry. Mm -hmm. Could you please share with us uh, how that transition occurred?
0: Um, I was suffering from carpal tunnel actually and so no longer could physically bartend and was on workman's comp and was offered a job at the local dispensary to do that become a dab tender. Which one? The Barbary Coast. Nice. On Mission Street, 952 Mission, wonderful place. Um, Original consumption lounge, one of the few. Mm and, you know, it was a, a natural passion, you know, marriage, a natural marriage to you know, explore my passion. My younger brother had actually mentioned once upon a time, why don't you work in cannabis? It's, it's medical now. And I never took it to heart and realized one day, oh my gosh, there is something here. And I often say that I'm no longer pouring poison, but sharing medicine.
1: And what impresses me about your story is that this was 2017, you said, when Mm -hmm. you started working at the Barbary Coast. Mm -hmm. It's now two years later, and you are part of a startup.
0: Part of a startup. Can you share
1: with us uh, about your startup? Absolutely,
0: absolutely. Betty Janes is a San Francisco-based company, woman-owned and operated. Currently a team of five, growing every day. Um, Our main goal is education, advocacy, consulting, wanting to share and break the taboo, but Make, comfortable, make people comfortable with cannabis.
1: What do you want to share?
0: How it can help and cure and heal. More than, it's not about smoking a joint on the corner anymore. There's so many levels. It's opening up so many different doors. Such a complex plant. Let's recognize, most it, as a, let's recognize it as a medicine. -hmm. Use it as intended. Use
1: it as intended. (laughs) Use
0: it as intended.
1: So, you have your startup. Um, What are the taboos that you're trying to break? Are are they particular to women in cannabis?
0: Well, certainly, I think new users or people that think that it should be shameful, people that recognize it as a drug, those that abuse it, and when I mean abuse, those that. there's a difference level between using and abusing and correct the, you, the abusers you, you kind of know what that leads to um,
1: where would that lead to would you say depression uh, being lazy
0: sure that could be certainly No. you um, <clears throat> I'm having trouble sorting out my thought here. I no, don't of course. Maybe. Yeah, no, it's um, okay.
1: Uh, we were talking about the taboos that you want to break um, with your brand um, because you mentioned you wanted to share and uh, break through taboos.
0: Okay, so kind of like getting back to wanting to recognize it more as a medicine, people using it, when I mean intended, meaning with purpose and for lifestyle change, for health benefits, for as opposed to recreational, wanting to check out, I guess is the difference that I wanted people to recognize and that it's not about the lazy stoner mm-hmm. type anymore. Sure, you know, we all get the munchies. We all wanna have that uh, relationship, but...
1: Uh, hmm. how, how would you describe the message behind your brand? Like, what, what are the values that your brand represents? And if you could repeat the name one more time, please.
0: Betty Jane's been representing yes. women for sure, definitely driving a message of open-mindedness, wanting people to be accepting, uh, creating a structure of, um, a unity, helping each other out.
1: Mm-hmm. Are you an equity applicant? I am not. Okay. Uh, if I ask you what cannabis culture means to you, does anything come to mind?
0: Or what comes I, to mind I should say? For cannabis culture to me means community. It means I feel a bond. There's a certain you know, you know. You kinda know, and then you have a already like a framework of a relationship when someone is already within the industry, someone's already involved. A certain rec- like almost like a past, like you're at a different level kind of know each other on a different level automatically. And I
1: don't know if we talked about the products that you, you're planning to offer, that you're offering.
0: Um, we're looking to launch a line of pre-rolls, concentrates, and further down the line, edibles.
1: And there's a recent partnership that you made?
0: We have some different um, models of operation, and we are going to be working with some different companies, including mm-hmm. Lucky 420. Mm-hmm lots of opportunities out there a main goal in Betty Jane's day-to-day is to support those around us keep brands keep brands in the forefront there's been a lot of shifting and changing and it's been hard for people to keep up with just the regulation fees and changes we don't want all the good brands to disappear-hmm
1: what advice do you have to other cannabis entrepreneurs uh, maybe women in particular that want to be successful what advice can you give them? I just borrowed this real Yes,
0: please, take that away. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know why I was holding that up.
1: <laughs> what advice would you give to cannabis entrepreneurs trying to enter the industry? Would you tell them to not do it? Would you tell them?
0: I would say find a good team. You can't do it alone. You're gonna need a lot of support. But try not to be discouraged. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of competition out there, so if you really believe in your idea. You have to have faith in yourself. Have Mm -hmm. Mm follow-through. Don't give up. (laughs) It's tough. (laughs) Where would you
1: love to see yourself and Betty Janes in three to five years?
0: Hopefully nationwide. Mm -hmm. The idea would be to franchise our network of sales and products and bring that nationwide and have Bettys everywhere. (laughs) <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. How can the
1: audience get a hold of you, get a hold of Betty James?
0: You can find us at BettyJames.com, also at Betty James at on Instagram, and hello at BettyJames.com for email.
1: Molly, I appreciate you coming on the show. We're casting a positive light on authentic cannabis culture, and we're all part of the same community. So, again, thank
0: you. Oh, thank you so much, Daniel. One, smoke one. When you live like this, you're supposed to party. Roll one, smoke one. And we all just having fun. So we just roll one, smoke one. When you live like this, you're supposed to party. Roll one, smoke one.